This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. $2 out here. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. There's a drive out to left field, that's deep. Winker's back at the wall, and it's gone! Raphael going opposite field. A two-run shot, and the Red Sox have the lead in the eighth inning, number 14 for Devers. Welcome to episode 24 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Rafael Devers is one of the greatest players in Red Sox history. Joey, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I want to give a big old congratulations and a short little round of applause to Red Sox fans as we have made it through the gauntlet that was a West Coast road trip staying up till 1 a.m. It's over. We did it. And we walked and away 8 and 2. That's exactly what I was going to say. Let's go. We did it. We did it. Yes. So, Joey, actually, yeah, let's start with that real quick. I think, and I looked at the schedule the rest of the way, the latest Red Sox game from here on out is now 8-10, a couple of Houston Ugh, KC nothing. games, so nothing, that's that's cake. Easy lifting. I love the late games. I always have, and it is a little bit tough, though, when you have situations like Saturday night, and mm-hmm. I, it, it's a t- tough to start on like a, a down note considering what just happened on Sunday, but mm-hmm. when you, ha- you get the lead in the top of the ninth, and then you fall in the scenario that they did, and it's 2 a.m., those mm-hmm. ones hurt. Those ones yeah. hurt a little bit more. One thing, I think Pete David tweeted it. It's a phrase that, like, we got to get rid of this phrase, and uh, writers love it. There is nothing that writers love more than the, when you were sleeping, while you were sleeping, such and such. I wasn't sleeping. I was watching the game. We all watch these games. Yeah, it's late, whatever. I know some people go to bed. But the while you were sleeping thing, it's too. It's trying to be too cute. I I, mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Wasn't sleeping. Watched it. Sox won the first, lost the second, won the third. But uh, Joey, we got to mm. get into this this uh, Sunday game. This was yeah. I'd like to talk about a, that one instead. A weird yeah. game. A very weird game. And mm-hmm. if, while we're doing standing ovations, Cutter Crawford. How about ovation. him? How about him? Huh? You want to talk weird, dude? This game was weird from the second that the starting pitcher was announced. Yes. It was weird before yeah, it, it started. It was weird before it started. You have Cutter Crawford, uh, who I believe had a seven something ERA in Worcester, gets the nod. I don't when exactly did he find out? I am curious because the Woo Sox no are idea. in Buffalo. So maybe he got the heads up. I'd assume yesterday or something. But either mm-hmm. way, it's a very late notice for a guy that's been struggling in AAA, uh, was struggling at the major league level when he was up here earlier. And, Joey, I think there's something to be said about just being thrown into the mix. Just kind of, here you go. It's mm-hmm. it's game three. It's a rubber match. You're in Seattle. Uh, not a team that's always been known for having a bunch of boppers in the lineup. Their team average this year in OPS is around middle of the pack for the majors. But to go out there and have five scoreless innings and seven strikeouts, stunning. I, I don't know Absolutely. if I've been more surprised of, like, anything all season. No. That was... His his pace is great. I love the mm-hmm. rhythm. And he kind of just said, tell me if I'm wrong here. He kind of had the demeanor on the mound of like, 
I'm not giving up a run today. Like he really, I, sometimes I read too much into body language, but he really was given off like, yeah, you're not going to score on me today vibes. And that's crazy for Cutter Crawford. Yeah. I think he definitely knows how he's viewed here. And I, he definitely knows how yes. his last stint in the majors went. Uh, you said he struggled when he was here, dude. I think, I think that's an understatement. You and I, yeah, we is. took a peek at his savant when he was up, and he was in the bottom one percentile or two percentile for just about every category. It was nuts. Yeah. So when I heard that he was coming up, because the first report I saw was just that he was coming up, right? It wasn't yeah. coming up and he's starting tonight. <laughs> like, that didn't cross my mind at all. I thought, like, oh, he's going to be coming out of the pen sometime. Like, oh, man, I wonder how that's going to go. Not, yeah, he's starting tonight, and he's going to have a scoreless appearance in seven strikeouts. It was nuts. I think that does take the cake for most surprising thing this year so far. Yeah, I I don't know if I've been more surprised about something, especially when you're you're going up against Robbie Ray, uh, a guy that I just don't like. Uh, I don't like Robbie Ray. I think it's okay Mm -hmm. to have players in the majors that you just can't stand. And for me, Robbie Ray is one of them. Uh, He's got Mm -hmm. the grunt after every pitch. His pants are from Baby Gap. He has this look in his face like he's always pissed off. Or, or, or like you, you did him wrong or something. Like I just mm-hmm. hate his demeanor, hate everything about him. And he's had a rough start with the Mariners uh, since signing a big deal coming over from Toronto. But something about him, man, I feel like he has the Red Sox number. His stats against the Sox aren't great. It's funny when like your your eyes when you're watching a certain player, kind of like the mind test versus the stats can be different. I see Robbie Ray against the Sox, and I always assume he's going to just dominate him because it feels like he has at least a handful of starts. And today wasn't any different. They couldn't touch him. It was seven innings, three hits, no earned, one walk, four Ks. The K count was low. But it was weak contact all over the place. They couldn't really get anything Mm -hmm. going. Xander kind of had a cheap double, and they sprayed a couple of hits around, but nothing really serious. And that's the situation. I had tweeted something like this out where it really felt like a game that you needed to just hit a home run to win. Like it felt like one swing was going to do it. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, Rafael Devers, eighth inning, two outs with one of the most important swings so far of the 2022 season. And I think off the bat, which you've probably seen a lot of too, Joey, he doesn't know where these balls are half the time. He just knows that he makes good contact. Like it was really good contact, Mm -hmm. obviously, but I don't think he really knew where the ball was. And so he's kind of looking for it. And that threw me off a little bit. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a fly out because of that or a foul ball. Sure enough, it's gone. Pitch is way out of the zone. What a ridiculous home run. So far out of the zone. Yeah. He like, he finds it, but yet knows that it's gone. He'll have the confidence to stay in the box and like I want to admire this, but <laughs> but first I got to track it down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even after Saturday went the way it did, and a go-ahead home run didn't get the job done for whatever reason, Devers doing it on Sunday did feel like it was over. You know, I yeah. I never had a worry from there on. Um, having Hauk close out the game uh, again. How about that? No, How about that? It would know, be cool that, if. The rotation was in a place where maybe how uh, could fall into a role like that. However, as you probably know, Steve, I don't know. I don't know if you know this. This the rotation rotation is uh, going to be a little bit different here. Yeah, no, it, it is going to tweak a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I still want to just talk about Rafael Devers. I love this guy. Let's talk about him for a I, bit. I think there are times where you're so in the moment with a player being on your favorite team that I think you take it for granted a little bit. I don't want to say like I was ever like that with David Ortiz because he was here for so long and you just were able to soak up the greatness. And even if you checked out for a bit and took him for granted, he'd remind you by having another amazing hit like every other day. But guys like that, Manny Ramirez, obviously Pedro. Rafael Devers is in that class now, man. He, he is a special, special talent. And I think he's just like a one-of-one one hitter. Like I think Rafi is a one-of-one one type of hitter. Yeah. Because that home run is just silly, and I don't know how many guys can do that. Like, mm. <laughs> if you're the pitcher, you're thinking, you got to be kidding me. That's the go-ahead two-run homer with yeah. two outs after I just plunked Rob Refsnyder. ball up By the way, way, Joey, let's keep these standing O's going. Robbie Refsnyder. Robbie Refsnyder. Standing ovation. Gets hit by the pitch after checking his swing. I thought they were going to ring him up. Mm-hmm. Two outs in the eighth. I, I really thought they were going to ring him up. Check swing, doesn't get the K. Uh, luckily, gets plunked. 
Mm-hmm. Took it like a champ. Took a heater like right off the uh, forearm, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm a fill-in guy. I can't complain right now. I gotta go to first yeah, base." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And face, then speaking face. of getting plunked, Rafi Devers, the at bat before, got drilled in the elbow, mm-hmm. and really looked like he had a dead arm. I'm like, "Oh no, this is the last thing this team can afford." So something about hitting a bomb the next at bat is just even more impressive. Like obviously oh, yeah. that hurts. Mm-hmm. These pitches are coming in so fast. I remember being in excruciating pain, getting hit by like a 55-mile-an-hour ball in like Little mm-hmm. League and like Babe Ruth League. These guys are getting drilled by 95-mile-an-hour heaters and just going up the next at-bat and hitting a home run. You like, that's insane. You, you can't even wrap your mind around it, dude. But So let's, yeah. those, those, that sequence of at-bats right there, right? It was up and in on Ref Snyder, who's yep. a right-handed batter, right? Hits him in the forearm. Up and away on left-handed Devers. So like same spot in the zone, same top right basically quadrant yeah. of the zone, right? Home run. JD comes up after that, same thing. Up and in on a right-handed batter, gets him in the hand. Which, by the way, I'm just gonna say it here. Like this is not a, a, a jinxy thing here. This is just like the truth. His hand is broken. That his <laughs> hand is broken. There's no kind of there's no if ands about it. Like. Did you see how long it took him to decide whether or not he wanted to stay in the game, bro? His, and his hand shaking and red and bent, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I can probably." Yeah. That I mean, JD Martinez for sure has a boxer's fracture. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's a, it's a <laughs> fracture of the fourth metatarsal. It's for sure, wow. like, right, right on the bottom of his hand. Um, that's Joey like, Doctor over here. Yeah, All right. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, WebMD Capone yeah. over here. What are we doing? <laughs> I was I was an EMT for a little bit. No lie, um, dude. All right, let's start yeah. incorporating this. Yeah, I'll so start what was pretending it again? I'm a doctor. It's his metatarsal. <laughs> I'm gonna say he broke his metatarsal. It's a boxer's fracture. It's the bottom of your of hand, but he got plunked like right on it. And even in the slow mo, this is honestly almost impressive. When he gets hit in the slow mo, his face reacts immediately. There's always like a you know, in the, in the super slow mo, there's like a little bit of delay. You know, until somebody's like reactions, whatever. He's immediately yeah. like, ah, because <laughs> his like, hand I'm is dead. broken. Um, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I got real worried when Bogey got up. I'm like, dude, if you run up and in on Bogey right now, you and I are gonna have a conversation. That was no, I, was I know. I mean, l- let's be real. The Seattle Mariners aren't exactly known as a team that gets in a lot of scuffles, but they were mm-hmm. one plunk job away from. Benches at least emptying, mm-hmm. and probably some hold me backs. I think we were in hold mm-hmm. me back territory. If you plunk three guys after three home runs in this series, but what a win, man! I mean, these are the games. If you're going to be a legitimate postseason team, you need to win games that it kind of feels like you shouldn't win. Like this mm-hmm. was, especially going into it. My goodness, your ace, your guy, Nate Evaldi, goes in the IL. You got Cutter Crawford coming up who gives up runs for fun, and he goes five innings, no runs, keeps you in the game, and shout-out to the bullpen. You know, Brazier, I think mm-hmm. no one had any faith that he was going to, you know, save the day, and he gets an inning scoreless. Davis brings the ERA even further down to one four six on the year. Apple Danish gets a huge out uh, to cover up for a walk by Austin Davis with two outs in the, uh, what, bottom of the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Schreiber, 0980 ERA, dude. Shribe, Shribe's been nuts. freaking nuts for this team. And then Tanner Houck, you know, we might as well talk about it. Uh, I was going to say, oh, just real quick as you're running down that lineup, just two quick yeah. little things here. One, if you had told me uh, that there would be a moment where John Schreiber, who before this year, I mean, I didn't know that name. Did you know that name? I, I think he pitched like one outing or something. No, I did not okay. remember Shribe's. Okay. If you told me, you know, John Schreiber is going to be tipping his cap to Rob Ref Snyder in right field. I would have said, well, that's great. What, what team is that? <laughs> it's got Wolf Sox written all over oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, is, that, yeah. that sounds like a really great minor league game that you went to. Um, but my, yeah, but great in, a win, in, in a win that, yeah. you know, like, it, like you said, brings them to 8-2 and ten, eight and two over their last 10. Uh, but also, man, I think we – another little clap here. We're doing a lot of these. Mm. Tyler Danish. And I'll tell you why. Yep. Pitched a third of an it's inning tonight. Episode. One third of an inning, and he got the W tonight. I know so, you gotta love that man. What was the pitch out. count? Danish uh, five pitches, one W. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. So he you gotta love seeing that. Here's his earned runs over the last his last eight appearances. 
zero 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 one zero zero. Uh, and then today is another That's one zero. total. I just added it up. That's one total. That's one total. So it's an earned run average of about 0. 0.85. Over Very last impressive. Eight, nine appearances. But yeah, I mean, obviously you have Garrett Whitlock, Nate Evaldi going to the IL. If all goes well, they'll both be back in that June 24th range. Luckily, the Red Sox have two off days from now until then. So that should help them try to figure out the rotation. But we say that to say... My goodness, how great it would be if they weren't on the IL for a big old reason outside the obvious if you want them in the rotation or at least the Whitlock discussion that we can have 8 million times about where he should be. Mm-hmm. Tanner Houck could be the closer. Tanner Houck could be the closer of the Boston Red Sox. Gets two saves in this series. In game one, didn't catch much of that. was at the seas, but uh, a rope there to end it. That was a little tight situation. But mm-hmm. this is what I love with this current form of the team is they're winning these close games. They were losing all of these games. Every single one-run game, close Mm -hmm. late game, had an L next to it after it was over for the Boston Red Sox. And they're finally closing the door and winning these games. Yes, if you're listening, I understand what happened Saturday. We're going to talk about Robles. So, of course, they do drop a one-run game in this series. But overall, extremely successful road trip. And Tanner Howe could potentially be the closer i feel like this is some kind of like scavenger hunt where it's like it's like a scooby-doo episode of mm-hmm. like like a not like a who done it but like who's the closer like who could be the guy it's mm-hmm. always oh, it whitlock no oh could it be stromboli is it tanner Houck? like we don't know but obviously you're probably going to need help to fill in in the rotation for these open spots now yeah it's a bit of a whack-a-mole kind of thing you're like oh, a little bit it, it's little bit. is it whitlock oh nope he's in the rotation now and like you hit over here, and oh nope, over here. Oh, it's Hauk now. Oh nope, we need him in the rotation. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's still a couple of pretty viable names, man. I I personally love uh, Matty Strom closing out games. I think Austin Same. Davis. I think we're both on the Strom bully train for closer. Yeah, I think Austin Davis is like another candidate for it. Um, I mean, I I don't know if Danish is a great answer, but he's another guy who who kind of sticks around that that one inning limit and doesn't really give up runs. He might be somebody worth uh, you know giving a closing spot to here and there. A little save opportunity for him. But uh but yeah, it's not going to be a, a quick solve. Uh both Whitlock and Evaldi are coming back June 24th at the soonest and I looked it up Steve, that's the start of the Cleveland series. It yeah. is uh the first game on the road. So it's the beginning of a road trip in Cleveland. If that means anything. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that one? It's just well, I mean, it's, something it's, 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 hey, it's the battle for the to. third wild card spot is what it means, Joey. That's what that's going to be as of right now. Mm-hmm. Cleveland and the Sox. Uh, one thing that shows you the Red Sox don't have a closer. Tanner Houck has only gotten saves this weekend. And mm-hmm. he's only one save away from being the Red Sox leader in saves. <laughs> so <laughs> Strom's got three. Houck's got two. So uh-huh. the Red Sox don't have a closer. They haven't had a closer all year. And that's a perfect segue to the Robles talk. We got we to talk about Robles. I mean, that, that situation there in game two in the ninth inning. First off, Joey, what are your thoughts when you see that he was getting the ball in the ninth? Like, just gut feeling... How are you feeling when you see Robles after Bob hits the go-ahead homer in the top of the ninth? Then you see Robles. Mm-hmm. How you I was feeling? At, I was at my buddy's house watching this game, and yeah. I had my glasses off. And I turned to my friend and I said, you tell me right now it's not Hansel Robles. <laughs> I, I'm i not a guy who's ever had faith in Hansel Robles. So no, I don't not, think either of us are. No. He's a stressful guy to watch, man. Because he can be really dominant in like from at bat to at bat, he changes sometimes. You know, yeah. you never you never really know that like he could just give up. You know, back to back doubles sometimes, and uh, he's I, I didn't feel good about. it. I never felt good about it. No, I mean the the meltdowns of Robles has been a real thing, and I know we talked about it even when he had that like what was it like twenty innings of of scoreless ball or something like that. He had yeah. some ridiculous sure. stretch going earlier. And I remember saying on this show, I still didn't feel good when he was out there. So it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's got he's got hittable stuff. He's in the zone a lot. Um, that go ahead hit there, the uh, the winner. I think it was either the winning hit or the tie bloop. 
Mm-hmm. What was that? I think he had 0-2. I want to make sure I get this right. He had, it was the ninth inning, mm-hmm. an 0-2 count to Dylan Moore, mm-hmm. who I believe stinks. Uh, Dylan Moore is stinks. a 200 hitter. Yeah. He stinks. And, I mean, the, the tying hit by Abraham Toro, he's hitting like 170, and he gets the blooper off of him. I know it's a bloop, but still. I mean, he, he gets the tying hit. Dylan Moore comes up, 0-2 count. This guy's at the bottom of the lineup. It's the nine spot. Mm-hmm. And Robles gets way too much of the plate in that pitch. It's like, come on, dude. You can at least waste one here, throw it high, give him something in. Like, a lot of the plate on that pitch. Ropes one. If Jackie can't get to it, no one can get to it. And it's another blown save, another L for Hansel Robles. In five of his eight appearances before going to the IL, he gave up an earned run. He goes to the IL. Mm-hmm. He comes off. A couple of smooth innings in, in, in the last game in Anaheim, first game in Seattle. Pitching him three straight days, that's tough. I don't know if that's the move there uh, because he obviously didn't have it on Saturday night. It was just – and you knew it too. That That's the yeah. part that sucks with Robles is that he you walks the second hitter there, and you can just tell. It's like, oh, God, it's going to happen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and sure enough, it does. He has – this This jumped out to me, Joey. Yeah. Hansel Robles, the guy that I want to be so much better than he is because we were born on the same exact day. Like, we, we were born hours apart. We were born hours apart, Joey, mm-hmm. and he's just such a pain <laughs> to watch, and it drives me nuts. He has a 7-7-1 ERA this year in the ninth inning. That's eight appearances. Tight. In the eighth inning, also eight appearances, mm-hmm. zero ERA. What? In the seventh and eighth innings combined, 14 appearances, 0.75 ERA. Holy something cow. about the ninth inning, he cannot close the door, and there is something to be said about that closer mentality. And if you mm-hmm. don't have it, you don't have it. It's a very yes or no. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of middle ground. The Red Sox don't have a closer. And Hansel Robles is obviously not the closer. Hansel made it personal this weekend for me as well. I didn't realize your birthday connection. You've only told me five or six times. So now I, <laughs> now I actually season. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This time it's going to really stick. But he made it personal okay. for me too, man. Because he ruined uh, a Bob streak that was going. I know. That was pretty awesome. So up until that game, and uh, including game one of this series, Bob's four home runs had all been go-ahead home runs and all been in games that the Sox ended up winning. Uh, and then his fifth home run, a go-ahead homer. You think, man, he's going to extend the streak on back-to-back days here. Sox are going to win. It's over. I had the tweet ready to go. And then... Um, yeah, that, that that streak is is no more. So you can respectfully kick a whole bunch of rocks, Hansel Robles. Yeah, Hansel Robles eat rocks. I know that's my my phrase because I messed up the kick rocks a couple years ago. So yeah, eat rocks, man. I mean, it's this has been tough because again, we're socks guys, Joey. We love the yeah, socks. You're right. You're right. And that's so a good when you got to, yeah, you're right with that. That was a yeah, big take no, by me. You're right. <laughs> and so. <laughs> When you got a guy on the team that's got your exact same day birthday mm-hmm. and he plays an important role out of the pen, it just screams out, like, please be good. And part of this is that the Red Sox obviously don't have a closer. That's mm-hmm. part of the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, he, he deserves a billion percent of the blame. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. you're, putting, you're being put into a position that you're not obviously comfortable in mm-hmm. and you're being asked to succeed and you're not doing it. So mm-hmm. I get it. That if they actually had a closer, this is what kills me. And all the mm-hmm. blown saves, I think, what, 13 at this point. If the Red Sox had a legit closer, they'd easily have a top five record in Major League Baseball. Like, I, without a doubt. They'd be mm-hmm. in the 38-39 win range. That puts you rated right like, that's like a top three record yeah. in the league. If Not even if you had a great closer. If you had a good closer, somebody that specifically knows that's his spot and knows he's going to get the ball in a one, two, or three-run game in the ninth inning mm-hmm. instead of like, uh, it's Robles, uh, we're going with Strom, uh, Matty Barnes before he goes in the IL. So mm-hmm. I just, it's a killer to watch, and it, it's something that you don't want to see at two in the morning, Joey, I'll tell you that much. No. And I think, uh, oh, man, I had such a thought here that is escaping me so bad. But I I think there's... Um, there's something to be said about rooting for a guy and having him not perform. That the extra no, it's sucks. Tough. You know, it's tough. 
Yeah. It, I, to I me, it's similar with, to like, I, I would never know this feeling, but it's similar to like rooting for your kid or, or like, mm. come on, Johnny, get a hit, get a hit. And he strikes out and you got to say like good eye or like yeah. good cut. So yeah, you good feel swing like swing is the worst. When you say good swing, it's like, well, I missed the ball. Like that swing stunk. I yeah I got good eye and wait for your pitch a lot in little league that was kind of oh, yeah. same yeah so that's why I'm doing this and not uh, on the field good eye that's good eye I was like I just got guys. scared and froze I didn't there's no good eye I just oh man I got scared not your but pitch was you, always funny not, I your love pitch. not your pitch I'm like coach <laughs> yeah, coach that was right down the middle I don't know what my pitch is if hey that, that was wasn't it. it but to what yeah. to your point man about about just having a, a middle of the road closer I think it was Lou that that tweeted it the like. You know, there's been I think what ten or eleven blown saves now. It's is, it's is it that crazy. high? It's double digits easily. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying, you know, if there's five games, five wins, you're in second in this division. You 100%. know, five yeah. of those no, I mean, are saved. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's it's such if, a if massive the Sox, difference. If the Sox had a legit closer, they'd have the second best record in the AL behind the Yankees. Like, they'd it's probably not... be better than the Yankees. They'd probably yeah, be the, the best if team the Sox in baseball. Had a closer. They'd probably be like undefeated at this point. I so, think so the fact yeah. they have twenty nine losses is because they don't have a closer. Yeah, a hundred percent of those. Yeah, a hundred percent of those losses is because yeah. of the closer. So Heim fix that, and we're good. And, and maybe it's Tanner out. Solved. Yeah. So there you go. We fixed it for you. But one thing I want to talk about this mm-hmm. from, uh, from the series was Alex Cora's reaction to to JD getting brushed back a couple so awesome. times there. I I just I got so excited uh, mm-hmm. seeing that. That was Cora will have these moments, and he saves them. He doesn't do them all the time, but he'll have these moments where he's gonna let you know he's very pissed off with you. He will mm-hmm. point at you. He will. He uses his hands very well. He's like mm-hmm. you. I'm upset with you. You stink for doing that. That is. And now let's go to the bench, guys. That is twice that you did that like yeah. i love these very specific <laughs> it's like you i don't, w- <laughs> so I don't want this to be any kind of question of who i'm upset at i'm upset at you and it's because you did that twice so <laughs> that was a great move by him yeah. and it's the right yeah. time to get upset you gotta you gotta cover for your guys especially mm-hmm. jd martinez uh who obviously then gets plunked on sunday and it's like yikes but yeah you can tell the players love that and you got to pick your spots. Mm-hmm. You can't be doing that all the time. If if you're the manager that's flipping mm-hmm. out all the time, it's like, all right, dude, like you know, kind of loses the uh, the juice. But if you're picking your spots, the right of time. yeah, I I think he he he's right on the dot of like exactly how much I want my manager to flip out. <laughs> I think Cora yeah, knows, knows exactly how much to flip out. He knows when to do it. And I think he was kind of trying to get tossed from Saturday's game, and Laz Diaz was like, "I'm just not going to do it." So like, you're going to have to stay here. I don't know if you want to go watch something in the clubhouse, but you're going to have to stay in the dugout. And uh, I just respect it, though. I, I, I respect it so much that Cora's got the players' backs, and that he picks the right spots to flip out. He's very mm. good at that. Yeah, he has that angry dad kind of thing going on. It's cool how Cora can go from feeling like one of the guys to feeling like. You know, like a protective, uh, like a dad. I just can't get away from the dad. There's yeah. no better analogy to use there. It's crazy how fast that switch can flip. And when you see that side fast. come out, it, yeah, it's like, it's like seeing your dad yell at somebody else. You're like, oh no, I forgot. Like you're you're a whole ass adult too. Like you have these like adult <laughs> relationships. You're not just like my dad. He's so cool, yeah. man. I I really love Alex Cora. We should get Alex back on here. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah. I mean, ideally, ideally, we have him on. Uh, you know, toward more playoff push type of time, maybe in like August, September. I mean, shout out to Cora for being the first guy on here. He made it a yeah. priority to be the first guest, and that was for episode one. That was incredible. But yeah, man, I mean, this was, again, as we've had so many times on this show this year, it is always seemingly coming down to that rubber match game, that Sunday game, that Wednesday or Thursday game that's going to dictate the tone. And Rafael Devers was like, you know what, guys? You're going to have a great tone in this in this uh, show because I'm going to hit a two-run shot and we're going to win 2 nothing. That's all they needed. And I still can't get over I can't get over that he hit that like I'm looking at the pitch. It's you know so you dumb. watch these plays so so closely and I'm like, "Well, that's a ball." And then wait, he's swinging and then wait, it's a home run. And wait, they have the lead. Like it, it just kind of hits y'all at once. Yeah. Like that pitch location to end up as a go-ahead two-run shot is mm-hmm. hilarious. There's just I'd love to see the amount of times that's been a home run in baseball history like it just doesn't really make much sense a lefty yeah. can do that but Rafi, again one of one type of hitter 
and he can do that, and he did do that with a dead arm. That's true. When uh, when people talk about things being unrealistic or supernatural, they say like, "Oh, it's like a video game," you know. Mm. It, if you were to play MLB The Show and you got that pitch, that would be impossible to do. Like the game wouldn't allow you. If you you know no. If you you know socked it up on the screws, power swing, the game would be like, well, obviously, I mean, you're going to ground out to third. I don't know why you yeah, just that's probably like a to foul to, to to you know next to the third base. Dugout. Yeah, you you might you that's might not... take out the bat boy. That's like, but yeah. that's that's best case scenario. That's I don't know. That's best case. It's <laughs> it'd be so <laughs> you awesome. Might take out the bat hit. boy, please hit yeah. him in the face. Yeah, right that in the sternum. Scenario. Knock Joey him, has always just hated bat boys, and it's finally coming out. He didn't want it to be on the show. <laughs> I've actually praised bat boys on this show. Remember, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. There was a, an incredible play by by a bat boy. I'm I'm all about it. Get yeah. into it. The Bat Boy situation is interesting. They have Batman, mm-hmm. the guy that's been there since the 04 yeah. series at least. He now is the Bat Boy for the road team. Mm-hmm. And that guy's got to be late 30s. I, I need more of a story on that yeah. dude. But he's been doing this for, I think, 20 years. So that's that's something. What's your resume got to look like to get that job? Like when you the apply, resume has to look like you know someone that is on the team. I think that's probably not like on yeah. the team, but in the organization. I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's what it was. And then you just stay there. Once you have the mm-hmm. bat boy role filled, no real need to change it unless the guy yeah. stinks. Like you really, I that's got to be a tough How job to stink at, right? Yeah, exactly. How bad can you possibly mess up? I mean, I, I guess yeah. you could like not do your job. You could like leave a ball sitting there or take a while to get to it. <laughs> Or, you Imagine know. a bat boy that just like doesn't get the bats. He's just sitting there. He's yeah, like, "Yo, these seats are nuts, dude. This job's walking. awesome." Yeah. He is on his phone. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on the field for every home Sox game. Are you kidding me? And I'm in uniform. Uh, Joey, one th- yeah, one thing. I'm I'm on the team, dude. I'm on the Red Sox, and I don't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you: your top three moments, if you can, mm-hmm. if you can uh, pin them down. Top three yeah. moments from the West Coast trip. I have to update mine. I had mine ready before the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to change them. So now one of these is going to be an honorable mention. At number three, mm. I got the Franchi home run off of Frankie Montas. That three-run homer in Oakland, that feels like mm. years ago, but that was enormous. Oh, you're talking over this the, whole uh, trip? The West Coast trip, that's what that is. I know, Joey's memory stinks, so this isn't really built for him. But oh. uh, at number two, Joey, you don't even have to do this. I got yeah. Michael Walker's complete game at number two. That was a great I just, memory. I, I got it in there, and and it probably should be number one in terms of how surprising it was. I'll give it number one. Michael Walker, you're still number one on my list for that that outing. That was the most surprising thing I've seen in a good amount of time since Cutter Crawford went five scoreless today. And then Rafi's right there uh, with the with the two run shot today. Something about capping off the trip too. Like you get more points when it's the mm-hmm. it makes your record eight and two on the trip. Makes right. it that you won three series. You go into a happy flight now across country into an off day when game five is Monday, sees Warriors. Like, I don't know how much those guys really care about that, but it's a nice off night. It's a nice mm-hmm. off night when you're coming off an 8-2 West Coast trip. I can't I, – I need someone to give me stats. I don't know the last time they've had that good of a West Coast trip. That was incredible. It was great. And like I said, props to us for, for also getting – I know you don't – the late games don't mind you or don't bother you – but you don't feel at like one thirty, in in a game still rolling. You're not like, all oh, right, come on now. I don't. Let's I don't go. sleep, Joey. I don't. I don't go to sleep. Like I, I am a you night owl. I you don't sleep. I think my average going to bedtime is probably two fifteen in the morning. That's normally when I'm going to bed. Um, that's not like falling asleep. That's like getting under the covers. Is it two? Get, I think I get under the covers at like. 2 a.m. to 2.15, and hey, shout out to this job, because I essentially, yeah. the work hours are basically 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's basically mm-hmm. a 10 to 6. Like, I mm-hmm. very intentionally do not schedule morning meetings. You know that well. Mm-hmm. Um, the morning sucks, and I, I've always hated it. People that are like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal, like, get out of my face. I, I love eating an early lunch. If we could get, like, an 11.15 a.m. lunch going, that's great. Mm-hmm. But this is a whole another conversation for a whole different day. <laughs> Uh, anything else but, for from you, Joey, from this series? Very important series win, considering the circumstances, especially on this Sunday with Cutter Crawford getting the start. Yeah, no, man. I think um, it's interesting because you do walk away eight and two. 
you do walk away with Cutter Crawford, you know, doing something for you that you didn't necessarily anticipate happening. But you also walk away with two very valuable arms now sitting on the IL. So uh, what that tells for the future, what that holds, we shall see. Yeah, it is a little tricky. It is a little tricky having the Whitlock and Evaldi news combined with, you know, the success of the team that's happening. Saturday game was yeah. tough. And uh, JD, series MVPs, Joey. Yeah. Series MVPs. MVPs. We got to have the same guy, right? It's Rafael Devers, right? It's Rafi Devers, and yeah. that, that wraps up the series MVP All right. discussion. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> that will do it. Rafi's just the best, man. It's so cool to have him on the Red Sox. It's just cool. Like, it's... What an awesome dude mm-hmm. to have on there. I love in the post-game interview, I don't know if you caught this, I tweeted it from the account mm-hmm. right before we started recording, but he obviously knows everything Jemai is saying and mm-hmm. you know, still has the translator and all that, but Rafi's now been like mixing in a couple of English words, Oh, and so he was doing like his little breakdown of how effective Cutter Crawford was mm-hmm. in Spanish, and then at the end, he just goes, nasty. <laughs> nasty. That's awesome. He was like, he's saying it all the time, and then nasty, nasty. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. He's the man, dude. He's just I, a funny dude. What a yeah. funny, what a funny boy. He and does he's, some he's things on our just, team, and he's so good. That wad of leaf that he keeps in his lip, man, make, gives oh. me anxiety. Do you get like anxious about that? I just seen him just, chomp on it. It's like, dude, your face must be burning. You're gonna burn a hole through your face. I know. I did dip in JV baseball mm-hmm. twice, and it was two of the worst days of my life. I was just trying to blend in because mm-hmm. I sucked. I got like three hits all year. That was mm-hmm. the end of my baseball career. But I was like, everyone else is doing it. I got to do it. It was the ultimate peer pressure type of thing. And I'm right, like, right. I'm, I can't do this. This is disgusting. And then Devers is just chewing on this. <laughs> yeah. And no, it's funny the in plant. the replay because it's like, it's funny how these guys are so habitual. It's a big word for me mm-hmm. that. They'll be spitting the seeds while they're making a crazy play. They'll be chewing the tobacco while they're hitting the go-ahead two-run bomb and like yeah. blowing bubbles while they're dude, scooping a ball. Dude, story does that sometimes. He'll feel the ball with a bubble, and it's like, dude, are you? <laughs> Whoa! I don't. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't get it. It's cool. Like just, same with Verdugo. Yeah. Like he'll he'll just be blowing bubs yeah. and just making a diving catch, and it's it's funny to see. In slow mo, it looks very funny. Mm-hmm. In the replays, it's like yeah. that dude's blowing a bubble as he robs a home run. But like Devers, like, what Devers, what, what freaks me out, man, is the, like the idea of like swallowing spit or, like, or swallowing some dip. You know what I mean? Like while Gross. he's swinging, you know that. Gross. That that really that really gets in my head, dude. The first time I ever did it, I was like probably the same same age, like sixteen years old. Went to the movies and somebody gave me some Oof. dip, and about Oof. thirty minutes into the movie. My friend turns to me and he goes, what are you spitting in? And I was like, spitting what? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And I threw That's up and terrible. missed the rest of the lovely bones. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's like the sandlot all over again. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Just minus the ride. Um, mm-hmm. That will do it. Real quick, just the Chris Sale update. Saw this from uh, Jen McCaffrey saying that Dave Bush mentioned Chris Sale could come back to the Red Sox in the bullpen. Which I think I've been shooting down for months, mm-hmm. and now this is what I love. Though I love when like a, a you know reputable human, someone that's on the squad says it. Then I'm like, all right, now we can talk about it because it's mm-hmm. like a legitimate thing. I don't know how I fully feel about that. That he could. I, I think the the actual quote I got here. He says, I think everything is on the table at this point. Dave Bush mentioned if it suits him and us for him to come back sooner and in fewer innings, and we have a bullpen that's capable of absorbing the extra innings then maybe that's an option. Obviously, right now, it's uh, I think he's targeted for a return around the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, man. I mean, what if what if the Sox just mess around and make Chris Sale their closer? That, <laughs> I don't know. That we, would be funny. We just shot that idea down. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. I don't know. We were just shutting that idea down. It's so funny because that idea had been circulating for a bit, and it just picked up enough traction where we were like, well, I guess we should like kind of mention it just a little bit. And we were both like, yeah. nah, nah, that's not happening. Shut up. It's not happening. And then, yeah, Dave Bush is like, hey, it actually could. Like immediately could after happen. we said that. So, what, uh, hey, we, we're honest, folks. We were saying there's no chance. But then if the pitching coach is saying there's a chance, all right, there's a chance. He probably knows. Yeah, he's happen. a good guy to ask. Yeah. Yeah. He probably works with Chris Sale. Wild guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but that will do it for our recap portion. After this, we're wrapping up. 
episode 24 with some closing thoughts on Inside the Monster. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back on Inside the Monster, closing down episode 24 with some closing thoughts. Joey, do you have closing thoughts? I do have a closing thought, man. Uh, it's not, not baseball-related. It's summer-related. Okay. I, had, um, I had just had a conversation with a couple of buddies of mine a couple of weeks ago about how there's not a song of the summer, and I was pretty bummed about that. I think that buddy was you, now that I'm saying it out loud. Did, did we have that conversation? I don't think so. Is that us? Am I making it up? Else. I had a conversation with myself about how yeah. there's no song of the summer, and I still believe that to be the case because it is an album of the summer. Harry Styles' Harry's House is unreal, front to back. Uh, it gets a little slower near the end, but you want to talk about summer vibes. Woo-wee! Toss that on. I, I took my bike to Fenway and was listening to that album. My goodness, is that uh, is that something? So... Shout out Summer, shout out Harry Styles. That's my closing thought. I like that. That's it. Uh, my girlfriend Elaine would say that it's the Post Malone album. 12 Carry Toothache. In terms of like album of the summer. Like it just dropped oh, recently. Oh, oh. It's got some boppers. It's got some boppers mm-hmm. on there. So definitely worth a listen. Uh, yeah, I just want to give a, a big old shout out to the Cape League. Cape League opening day on Sunday. Going to try to get to as many Cape League games as possible this summer. It is my favorite league of all time obviously outside of Major League Baseball, but for what it means to the game, uh, for the nostalgia factor, for the fact that it still feels the same. You can go to a Cape League game now, and it feels the same as when you went 20 years ago. And it's just it's just the best, man. It's the best going to a Cape Cod Baseball League game, not knowing if, hey, maybe this guy on the mound is going to win a Cy Young. We saw Tim Lincecum pitch for Harwich, and he obviously went on to do big things with the Giants. And it's it's just cool. To, it, it's kind of the equivalent of like when you saw the band before they got big. It's a right, nice right. feeling to have where you're like, oh, I saw him pitching Howitch. You didn't even know about that, did you? Like I did. Mm-hmm. My dad did too because we went to the games together and then got DQ blizzards afterwards. So we <laughs> so, <laughs> we knew about that's it. A, that's a long in your face there. It's <laughs> yeah, a really long in your face. Here's the deal, yeah, dude. Because like, me and my dad wouldn't got blizzards, and if they flip it upside down and it falls out, you get it for free. <laughs> yeah. In your face, buddy. You took <laughs> that one. But uh, I am throwing out the first pitch at the Hyannis Harbor Hawks game on July 3rd. That's going to be fun. Got to throw out a first pitch at a Bourne Braves game last year. Joey, just going to try to throw the first pitch at all of them at this point, and hopefully we can pull it off. I know Katuit is next up on the list as well. They reached out. Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome to do. Um, big shout out to Emma. She's the host of the Cape League podcast, and I was the first guest on that. Definitely check that out. That's a little self promotion there, but that was a fun time talking Cape League, top, talking nostalgia, talking fun times. And Joey, I I wanted to pitch this. I would love to see a major league game at a Cape League park, and I feel like it's so doable if you mm-hmm. can get over the hurdle of like the finances of it, which is such a dumb thing to say because that's. 
half the battle that's the here. Whole but thing. I mean, it's the whole thing. That's the. <laughs> that's but the hey, whole they do thing, the little yeah. league game, and that's all just the kids. Like that's not. They're not like making money off of that. And the Sox are mm-hmm. in the little league game this year. So if you did a Cape League game at like Orleans, where there's the huge hill there, and you can probably get the most people at that place, and center field is like 430 feet, I would love mm-hmm. to see Rafi Devers trying to hit one out at you know center field in Orleans. That would be great. Mm-hmm. You got to really hit a bomb. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to have a major league game at the Cape, and I feel like it's so easy to do, and maybe it happens at some point. I'm just kind of floating it out there, hoping that these words in this microphone make any kind of difference for that, which it won't. Yeah, I mean, watching watching Major League Baseball players that close is so different. Anybody who's ever even yes. just sat front row at a Major League game will tell you that. Seeing those guys up like close Like a Sox-Reds totally game different. or something. Like a Sox Reds game, and you're taking pictures of Joey Votto, and your name is Joe and Steve. Uh, but uh, when we were at spring training, uh, there was a, yeah. a game that was happening on one of the backfields. We just went over and, and took a peek, and we're standing behind the backstop. It's like 15 feet from Verdugo taking major league pitching. Crazy. It's nuts to watch those guys live. So, I mean, yeah, that would be nuts. I want to just go to a Cape League game, period, man. Watching you post yeah, about soon, it, dude. and I'll tell you. I listened to your interview. Very nice job. I'm sure it was recorded like it? just this week. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. it was It was months ago for the ride. I think it was a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, because you said that I got this new podcast coming out soon called Inside <laughs> yeah. the Monster. Dead giveaway. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I would seriously recommend that people go check it out. But uh, it got me all hyped to, to go to the Cape. Summer is in full swing, and I got a... I really want to get down to the Cape in general. So, and I've never been to a Cape League game. It would be my first time. So, maybe I'll. Yeah, let's I got I got to play the field and see where the fandom lies. I know that you're a Harwich Mariners guy. Yeah. I'm not just gonna hop on the bandwagon. I got to kind of feel it out and see where my um, fandom lies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we have a uh, a house in Chatham, and really had a place in Harwich, a summer place in Harwich for a while. But now the fam's got a spot in Chatham. Um, and obviously, I feel, you know that's just that that's I feel lucky, honestly. Let's let's be real. I mean, we've had a Cape mm. House my whole life. It's it's pretty nuts. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to get down there a lot, and preferably on the weekends when the Sox are on the road. I think that's a good time to do it. But yeah, Joey, you gotta you gotta join, bro, and we'll we'll get some tent, put some stuff up on the ITM page. Maybe try to see somebody that the Sox could draft. That's a little far fetched, but hey, you never know. There're gonna be some big prospects there. I'm watching a lot of these super regionals, and it's mm-hmm. getting me pumped for the the Cape League. Watching some yep. of these guys flipping out, hitting bombs, and, and going to the College World Series. So, yeah, um, yeah it's really and cool. Really quick to, on this. Uh, oh, go for it. Go for it. Shout out to Oklahoma winning the uh, softball World Series. Is that what do they yeah, call yeah, it the World Series? They just call it the College Championship. College World Series. I believe. They do? No, they do? The softball? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm confident in that. Uh, real quick Celtics reaction. Went to the finals. Game four. Sees Warriors. Wild atmosphere at the Garden. One thing that I think is always good with Boston fans is that you can't tell them what to do. Uh, that is evident at Game 4. Got the FU Clays, FU Draymonds in full effect. It just kills me with this team, Joey. I know you love the Celtics so much, as much oh, as I do. Don't get me started. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. That was a late reaction. <laughs> but oh, I, sorry, I, I know that it, feeling. Yeah, no, I hear you. But it kills me with this Celtics team. When you can just see it fading, you can see the switch has been turned off and they're just kind of standing around and I'm like, no, 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 because that's when you know the game's over. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, they had plenty of chances to take a 3-1 series lead. They couldn't do it. You now got to go to San Francisco. But I actually feel good. Mm. I actually feel good about game five Monday night in the Bay. I think they're going to win, Joey. I really do. Who knows? Anything can happen. But I'm getting good feelings. And these aren't the feelings that you get all the time. But I actually feel good about that. I do love that this is the last time. Game four was the last time the Red Sox and Celtics games are going to overlap. No more of that. We're done with that for the season, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, game five on Monday is going to be wild. Steph Curry. I think I I mentioned he's the best player I've ever seen in person. I kind of more mean, like, he's the best basketball player I've ever seen at the peak of his powers, like a 43 point game in game four of the finals. And every time he puts it up, you expect it's going to go in. And most of them do. I've never been more scared, scared of an opposing 
player uh, mm-hmm. than Steph, you know, at the Garden in that situation. So pretty wild, but still pulling for season six, yeah. and we will see if they can pull that off, Joey. Yeah, as long as the Celtics' uh, small forwards are finishing in the paint, they should <laughs> they should finish. Uh, they should, you know, they should do well and get yes. boards, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, you don't want to see Andrew Wiggins with 16 boards. Am I right, Joe? Andrew Wiggins? No. I mean, no, you don't want to see that. No. Right? Do you? Exactly. Do I want to no, see that? No, you don't want to see that. You no, don't I want don't. to see that. No. He had 16 rebounds in game four. That's ridiculous. That but sucks. That's not very many. Is that's it? a lot. So, that's, yeah, that's, so that's, many. That, that's what you meant. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Celtics in six. I'm still holding out hope for that. Huge game Monday night. Cannot wait. Lastly, the ultimate last thing is, Joey, we are doing Giveaway Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Every Tuesday on Twitter. First one was a Nick Pavetta baseball. We might do another autograph baseball on Tuesday. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? knows? But definitely stay tuned. You retweet us. You got a chance to win the giveaway. We are doing that every Tuesday this summer. So definitely follow along at ITM underscore pod. That will do it for episode 24. Definitely catch us doing the series preview and predictions and more breakdown. Uh, after this, we're spreading that out, separating that out a little bit so you guys get a little different listening experience, you know, a little extra stuff for you. We're also going to do some DMs, so check out the DMs. We've got some really good ones, Joey, really good yeah, batch do. of DMs. It always feels like when you get, like, extra mail and you're like, oh, there's got to be something good in here. There was a lot mm-hmm. of really good DMs, so we're breaking that down as well. But that'll do it for Episode 24. Red Sox go 8-2 and two on the West Coast trip. This team is buzzing. The non-believers, the haters, the, oh, shouldn't have said it. All those losers are feeling terrible right now, and they have nothing to say. For Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.